complete next exile before you were born, goddamn you. You fuck.
to have a long time friend of mine and awesome musician slash artist Brian Benelli from uh, the band Clown Vomit on with me. Uh, everybody in the studio, give it up for Brian Benelli of Clown Vomit. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's crazy, that studio audience, we're just hiding. It's almost like it's actually an app on our phone or something. Wow. Oh, thank you for joining me. So I've been psyched to talk to you for a while. As I said... I was telling Sean before you got here, I kind of see you as the quintessential unnecessary robot. I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment. <laughs> I'll take it either way. <laughs> <laughs> but just like a person who feels the need to just constantly make art, no matter if anybody's watching, enjoying, whatever, just putting it out there. Yeah, emphasis on, on if they enjoy it or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. But most people don't. <laughs> I enjoy it, and our studio audience... Loves it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good crowd. Yes. <laughs> they are in love with it. No, I really do. I, uh, so, <laughs> you're actually like a 20-fold a sort of artist. You're not only a musician, you also do cartoons, illustration, and... Can you go back? I don't even know. The, the horn just really fucked me up. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Sorry, garbage truck just pulled in right next to us. You're a musician, illustrator, and bug pornography director. That's right, yes. <laughs> bug, bug pornography por director. Bug, bug, bug pornographer, yes, that's the correct term. That is the term I I, I go by, yes. No, you do. You take uh, photos of bugs, right? Yeah, bugs. Um, not not necessarily um, fucking all the... I could say fuck, right? Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah, uh, you can definitely say fuck. <laughs> you can fucking say fuck all the fuck you want. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily uh, having sex, but just bugs in general. Um, that's what I primarily like taking pictures of. Yeah. Um, but if not them, I'll take pictures of, you know, annoying bands and musicians. And <laughs> yeah. Well, bands and you. musicians, I think, are uh, a little more mainstream than, like... You know, a centipede. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why, though. Because, like, I don't... <sighs> I mean, the way you use the micro-zoom lens is pretty amazing. These bugs do look like it's a bug's life. Like, they look life-size. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I, I try to get... I try to capture their... The intelligence behind their, 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 their inner beauty, you know? Yeah. You know, people people are disgusting, but bugs are, are beautiful. <laughs> that, and I, I just want people to understand that. I gotta give you that, too, to see that more proof you're an unnecessary robot. Uh, so, with Clown Vomit, I have to ask you... Okay, so Clown Vomit is this big monster band. We probably just opened up with your song, Egg Sa Salad Sandwich. Um, just Egg Salad. It's just Egg Salad. <laughs> Yeah, egg salad. It's funny. I ha I have a song about an egg salad sandwich, and you have a song about egg salad, and 
did you come up with the egg salad song because you were really hungry? Well, I didn't write that one. That was written by our, our bassist, who wrote, who wrote a lot of the music, Anthony Giannotti. And um, that's pretty much all he thinks about is food, or at least at the time. He used to, he used to I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all, of our, all of our art was kind of um, birthed from uh, hunger. It was birthed from girth. Um, <laughs> just, 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 just uh, wanting to eat. <laughs> as far as the clown vomit songs do go, because the subject matter is so like all over the place and crazy, were a lot of those songs just like improvised? Like you just go off of each other the whole time? Well, live there's a lot of improv, but um, not so much in not so much in the studio. It was most everything is pretty much written out beforehand. Um, and I, I'm not the principal, so I'm just the lowly theremin player for yes. Clown Vomit. So the, the songs I wrote for Clown Vomit um, are, are, more, are more folky songs that people don't even know exist. People don't even know Clown Vomit exists. Right. But even the, the fans of us don't even know that we, have a, we made a folk album and released it on YouTube only. And never told anybody. Oh, about it. I did. I did. I did find that, and it sounded a lot more like your solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, was it 2012. We just did a song for every presidential candidate. Which we're um, we're definitely gonna get into your solo stuff. I want to grill you a little more on clown vomit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm how a many members is clown vomit? Well, let's see. It started off. It was me. It was um, Anthony Giannotti. Uh, I'm naming names. It was <laughs> Randall Cohen and uh, Pete Scarlatta. So we started off as a four-piece, and then we just added uh, just random percussion people just to stand around. Uh, but over the years, um, primarily it's just been Anthony and I, and it's just been a revolving door of other people. Is he from uh, Long Island? He is also from Comac, yes. Yeah. He, um, one of the best and the brightest. Yeah. Um, Comac, uh, we, we've got so many so many great people from Comac. We've got... Um, uh, DJ Cumberbund. DJ Cumberbund, yes. Who comes up in the Unnecessary Robots group chat a lot. We love his work so much. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, yeah. he's exploding. Yeah, and yeah. you have worked with him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I film a lot of his... Uh his stuff because I'm uh, free. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not doing the bugs, you know. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, his manager. Was, um, <laughs> was in clown vomit for a while, and uh, so that's, that's that's the connection. That was the there. thing with studying clown vomit is like not only are you guys in costumes, but it's just such a like chaotic collective. You can barely even tell who's doing what. How many members there are? Right, right. Especially uh, when we played live, we would have just people on stage not doing anything. Yeah, there were a few times <laughs> yeah. when I was like, "Wait, that person's not even playing anything. What's, what's going on here?" And even me, I would come on stage sometimes. I've done a few shows, maybe one or two, with the theremin just like not even plugged in. But that being said, um, the live albums you have like on Bandcamp, which uh, I think you have one that's at the Delancey and then one in Denver. Were you on the one in Denver? I'm not on the one in Denver. The one in Denver is just... That Anthony. one's my favorite. No, I'm just kidding. How <laughs> dare you? No. That, one, that one's... Uh, Anthony did that on his own. It comes uh, out the... like such eclectic jazz, though. Like, do you, how... As far as rehearsing for these shows go, do you guys have a set list? Do you... Or is it just... It seems so random. Um, did we have a set list? Uh, most of it is just... Um, well, I never went to the rehearsals because I'm the theremin player. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to. <laughs> um... <laughs> Which, by the way, theremin is actually really hard to play. If you know how to play it. Yeah. If, if you're trying to, if you're going for that. 
I, I suck at theremin. I can't even get it to make a noise. You gotta like move the airwaves They're, around it. Um, I feel like that's an instrument a lot of people purchase thinking, oh, I won't need lessons for this and I can just right. play with it. And right. then it's, um, if, if Leon Theremin, he's the, the theremin for the, the folks at home, let's explain what the theremin <laughs> is. The theremin is, um, the first electronic instrument invented by Leon Theremin in I think the thirties. Um, he's this guy who came over here from Russia. Um, and it's a, basically just a box with um, an antenna that comes out um, this, this is not a visual podcast yeah. <laughs> I was enjoying it though there's an antenna that comes out one way um, and you could yeah, the closer your hand gets to it that controls the pitch so you know the further away your hand is it's deep and then you get closer and then the other um, antenna on the other side is a kind of like a flat antenna and you put your hand over that to control the volume right so, um, and it's pretty, it's very simple. Uh, people usually getting into electronics, you know, build one of these as one of their first projects. And, um, yeah, but Theremin envisioned this thing to like replace like instruments and orchestras and stuff. Yeah, he it's wanted like this a, to be it's like, like a no contact drum. Yeah, he wanted this to be, he wanted this to be like a, um, a classical instrument, something that people would be, you know, you know, dressing up in their Sunday best and, you know, putting on those weird binoculars and going to the, the opera. Which is pretty funny considering it mainly just goes, that's a it's like, It sounds like a, a fucking dying cat. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not real Sunday best so, church music. So, like, um, I'm, I'm sure, like, he's rolling over in his grave every time he, he every time I, I play the damn thing. <laughs> and with most people, it's just like, a, oh, look at the god, they just wave their hands in front of it and make noise. Um, and that's how I started too, but I've developed uh, t- certain techniques. I found that playing with loaves of bread or baguettes really get, get a good tone out of that. Um, but <laughs> how did you figure out baguettes? Like, what were you like, you know what I feel like would be great with this? Some bread loaves. Well, I mean, that's just natural with any instrument that you <laughs> yeah. play. You, you rub food on yeah, it. Yeah, I suppose I'd be a liar if I didn't say I haven't smacked my guitar with a bread loaf right. a few times. It's just obvious. Um, <laughs> what was the question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, oh, I was, I was anyway. asking, like, uh, as far as the compositions go, when you play with clown vomit, because it's a collective and right. it's so noisy, like, how much is rehearsed, how much is planned, and how much is just improvised jazz? Okay, well, with our last show, um, um, I'm going to spoil the magic a little bit, but um, we had one rehearsal with part of the band. <laughs> it was just me, the drummer, the bassist, and uh, one of the guitarists. Then the other guitarist and the bassist and the drummer had another rehearsal. Without uh, it depends, it depends. Oh, okay. But we we, we they, they they do rehearse. I'm, I don't again. I don't really. Re- I don't have parts, so I just wave my hands. But my face right now. I'm like, wait. Because so the music is hard to play. Are you saying like, because um, we'll do that sometimes with our band. Like, do you have like the strings practice together and then the percussion practice together? I think that was, well, that was mostly out of necessity because that was for their, um, the show at the Delancey, our reunion show. Yeah. When um, we Which had that people. That was just in 2017, right? That was like a year or two ago. Right. Yeah. We had people coming in. They, they all live in different states now. Our bassist lives in uh, Colorado. Um, when right, the this, lives this is in, an old project, right? Yeah, yeah, this is from high school. So, yeah. 17th anniversary, uh, coincidentally, crazy. is tomorrow um, of, of, of us forming. Perfect. Um, but yeah, the um, 
The drummer's in Pennsylvania. I'm the only one who's in New York right now in the band. Oh, wow. So out of necessity, we, we, we had to have like two separate rehearsals. But back when we were like playing a lot, in, I guess 2008 to 2000, whenever, um, we would, re- again, they would rehearse yeah. uh, kind of uh, not, not too frequently, but enough where they, they got a ger- the general idea of what the music should sound like. Right. But there is a lot of, just a lot of improv, a lot yeah. of... Yeah, with a band that eclectic and that many members, I'd imagine having an actual formal practice would be like organizing a family reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of work. It is, it is, and that's that's a, that's why we've only had like two shows in the past two years, and only one of them had actual members. <laughs> However, those two shows do sound like really planned out. Like I was telling you, I was listening to them at work, and they do sound like I don't want to like it's almost like Zappa jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, like, well, it's it pretty much formed. We were like the Frank Zappa fan club of Comac was just me me and Anthony right. the bass player so that's that's pretty much how he started which I want to shout out to you too I'm from the same area of Suffolk as Brian I didn't realize this many cool people were in Comac yeah five, <laughs> yeah, five. that's still impressive to me I mean <laughs> there, were, there were five there were five <laughs> there were five cool people on all of Long Island oh. actually no three <laughs> Let's but, um, shorten that down. Yeah, it's um. I am good. Oh, the dog is twitching here. So that, like, as far as the records of Clown Vomit go, is that why they're all just live shows, or the majority of them? I I don't even I haven't checked CD Baby or <laughs> Anthony is he's doing he is like the main uh, pusher of all this stuff. So I'm sure whatever's on there, yeah. <laughs> live live stuff. Yeah, that's that's all that's all him. So he's, yeah, yeah. Well, it, we only have... I, I can't even name all of our studio albums because we never... It's so complicated when you're just a, a, a dumb independent band. Yeah. And you're, you're just doing these weird releases every now and then. Like, we, we released our first album with different track lists, like, so many times. And then we, we did one on vinyl only. And I... I if But if, if you, like, put a gun to my head and told me to name the Clown Vomit releases or records uh, you would have to shoot me this is also very funny because i believe most of them are just named clown vomit and then one is called instrumental vomit so okay (laughs) next time that guns to your head just improvise something i know i I did an album cover design uh, a few weeks ago for um lost vomit which was just uh all of our old demos and stuff that were were never released so look look for that one sometime soon kids but like uh, how did this form just in comac did he put out like well here's what here um so anthony and pete um one day going to music class um we had chorus together at the end of the day they're a senior year in high school and they're like hey we just started the worst band in the world <laughs> and i said oh you need a theremin player because my <laughs> sister had a theremin which is, I think that's what you say when someone says we just started the worst band in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, do you need a theremin and player? It, it fit perfectly. And we um, we did our first show. We did a school show a few months later. It was my first time on stage, first time performing in front of people, first time first time playing the theremin. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, uh, we were just uh, we, were, we were just so good. We decided, okay, let's let's stick with this for a while. Let's let's make some great music or some. Some music. <laughs> yeah, like in Suffolk County at that time, where did you guys play? Like the Mod Center, the Sports Authority. Well, he, we didn't sports play. Bus? We 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 tried to get a show at the Funky Fish. Remember that fucking place? Oh God. That, uh, yeah. Anyway, so we we couldn't get. We almost <laughs> got booked there, but then there were some issues with some people. I'm not gonna name names here, but 
then we, we just we just played at the high school. We did high school shows, and then we um we took a hiatus to go to college. Mm-hmm. And then once we were out, we were like, okay, let's um let's try this again. And we we just played everywhere, mostly in the city though. Um, like around the time it was like two thousand, not even two thousand, two thousand like six, two thousand seven. So. Um, for those of you who are in the, the New York City music scene at the time, we were uh, sharing the bill with people like uh, Witches in Bikinis. They were, we, we seemed to have a lot of shows. I guess we had the same person booking our shows as yeah. them. They were this novelty act where there were just a, a, bunch of, a bunch of young women in bikinis who would just sing these horrible surf, <laughs> surf rock songs. and yeah. Yeah, The good yeah. old days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I probably would have been into them. Um, so yeah, we just played... Uh, where blaggards love sexy uh where the hell else um we used to have a website that had all of our our gigs on there but i can't the the annex um more importantly do you think you're gonna play again together anytime soon i certainly hope so the the problem is that now we're all superstars (laughs) Um, our, our drummer um our latest drummer scotty's wang he's a He's a big deal with the jam band kids. He's in that band Dopa Pod that the kids all love. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know anything about it's, jam it's, it's band all music, EDM but... music for fucking brain dead, <laughs> brain dead. Hippies. It's good that you support your bandmates like <laughs> Fuck this. <him>. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you, Scotty. Great, they have student projects. They're doing amazing. Well, anyway, he's a good guy, <laughs> and he's in another band, right? And he's actually a legit musician, making a career out of it. And uh, good for him. He's in Philly, um, but Anthony he he has his own thing, um, Elk Minister, where he's releasing an album a month. Um, Elk Minister. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of people are doing that. We keep discussing that on the podcast. This album a month thing. Yeah, yeah. Or video a month, video a week. Uh, yeah, whatever. I think that's just because he's 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 insane though. Yeah, um, it's content, content, content. So yeah, kids, look, look him. He's got interesting videos. He'd be a great guest. <laughs> yeah. Look him up. He's he's a genius and he's insane. And he's also he has a family out in Colorado, and um, I'm of course a mega celebrity. Yeah. Um, Big old uh, librarian. bug pornographer uh instrumentalist to the presidents that's right that's right yeah this is you got quite a list of credits and then um pete has gone on to manage uh, dj cummerbund uh so yeah everyone's moving on to bigger and better things but yeah it's um uh, i'm sure if we were ever in the same room together we'd be uh Making making beautiful noise, and all of a sudden, like elf costumes would appear on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we never dressed as did we? Dress, no, we never dressed as elves. We never dressed as clowns, which ironic. Oh, we, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of. Um, so this is actually a good segue. Right here, I'm either gonna play uh, "I Love You, Don't Touch Me," which is my favorite of your solo songs, you. or I'm gonna play if I didn't already play it a clown vomit song, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about your solo career.
And we're back. Oh, <laughs> Wasn't wow, that, that crazy? How fast that happened? There's a funny story about that song, but I'll tell it later. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's your sister, right? Oh, so you played I Love You, Don't Touch Me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, or that's either in the beginning of the episode or... I'm going to figure out how it sounds. We're tearing down the fourth wall Yeah, we're tearing down the fourth wall. Um, (laughs) Just so so you guys know, we didn't really go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, my my stupid sister, uh, Katie. I have uh, three three sisters, and she's the youngest. Um, I didn't mean stupid. I meant lovely. Um, (laughs) Anyway, she... She, uh, yeah, she's nice enough to sing on my songs sometimes because I don't have the best voice, unfortunately. It's actually <laughs> quite tragic. Like, I don't want my songs to be instrumentals. It's just that I can't sing. It's funny, too, because I did find a video of you doing this live, and I was like, what? He does this live? Because I know that you don't like to sing. And I could see on your face just, like, the mortified, like, when you when you heard your voice, you'd like, just, my sister does this better. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's sort of like, I'm not comfortable here. It's unfortunate. I, I envy people who, musicians who have good voices, or at least voices that are suitable for the music they write. Yeah. And it, it just kills me. It's like, uh, It's hard to have any confidence in vocals. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how people do that. Singing is like the stupidest thing in the world. Also, when you, uh, <laughs> when you're... <laughs> When your style is so uh, much finger picking and as intense as yours, right? Well, that's I mean, it, my 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 style of playing kind of evolved from the fact that I I can't uh, from I can't sing, so it's like, uh, well, if I'm playing guitar, you have to make it kind of interesting, so I can't just be strumming chords. Yeah, I might as well be doing the melody lines I'd be singing like with my fingers. Um, I feel like your solo style is also. Um, now, you can correct me if you're wrong, but I happen to know that you love classic video games as much as I do. Of course. Our theme song is actually from Earthbound. Ah, okay. Uh, by, uh, probably by um, Hit Tanaka. Yeah. My, my second favorite uh, Nintendo composer. Such a good soundtrack. Such That's a good... A, yeah, I was uh, learning one of those songs on the harp before my... Uh, but I feel like a lot of your finger-plucking songs, like... You might have just sat there and listened to, like, all of the Mario soundtrack and tried to play along with guitar. Uh, if I had, to, I didn't really listen to, to. Growing up, I didn't really listen to music until I was like in high school or anything popular music. So the only music I was kind of exposed to was like shit from Nintendo, like uh, Koji Kondo, uh, who does the Mario stuff. And and yeah, if you do break down what he's doing, and the Kirby, the Kirby soundtrack, right? A lot of your songs remind me of yeah. But if, if the way the Nintendo sound chip is, how it's designed, is that you, so you're going to have like you know the little bass line going, and you're going to have the little melody line going, and that's pretty much what I am doing on the guitar. So that is a very astute observation. You are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah. That those guys are my primary. It, it's not primary even. Influences. It's not really that astute because one of my favorite videos of you, yours is you dressed as. Um, I think Link from Zelda playing... Luigi. Oh, it's Luigi. Yeah, and you're playing on the harp. The mustache. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, And yeah, which song yeah. are you playing? You're on the harp in that one. Hmm? Uh, you're on the harp in that yeah, one, yeah, which yeah. is... Um, that's another thing I want to ask you. Uh, added on with the theremin on the top of, like, instruments I'd imagine would be hard to play. I would definitely put the harp up there. You would think that, but the thing is, let me let me let you and the, the, the listeners in on a little secret. It's not that hard to play, um, at least not from um, a technical standpoint, especially if you, I, I also play like piano, 
So from someone who, who understands the piano and who does finger picking guitar, uh, just the harp is really if you open up a piano, you'll see it's pretty much what's inside a piano is like the harp, except instead of you hitting keys to hit little hammers to hit the strings, you're just doing it. You're cutting out the middleman and plucking. Yeah. So with the, the the type of harp I was playing, which was a lever lever harp by a harpsicle harps, if if they want to endorse me. <laughs> yeah. Trust you. Uh, I'm sure they'll get to you as soon as Blue Apron gets to me. <laughs> they like all my stuff on Instagram. It's just send me free stuff, please. Yeah. Um, they um the way the the lever harp works is you it's um. Well, a piano, you know, it's like the white piece. You have piece. pedals on it, basically. Right? No, no, no. Those are the nice harps, the expensive harps. This one is only like, it's a much cheaper harp and it's a much smaller harp. So it, it uses levers on the top of the strings. And what the levers do is um, they could uh, raise the string a half step. So what you do is before you play the song, you figure out what key you're in and you, you set um, the strings accordingly. So let's say if you're playing a song in C or A minor, um, the, you're not going to touch the strings at all. They're, they're, all the levers are going to be down, and it's going the strings are going to be arranged, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, Oh, wow, so it's G. almost like playing with a capo, but not... Kind of. Like it's, a giant capo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it kind of <laughs> is. Um, yeah, it is. And the, the, you have to, like, if there's, like, an accidental in the songs, you'll see, like, in my, um, my video for... Uh, I think I do the Tetris theme, and I do uh, the theme from Yoshi's Island, but those songs have notes that are outside of the key, so you have to figure out a way to, like, sharpen that note and, like, pull up and manually pull that lever up and then put it down again. So that's where it gets tricky. That and also um, I developed some sort of <laughs> hand issues from playing the harp with bad posture. So, I mean, from a technical standpoint, the harp is pretty easy to figure out. It's just... Um, I just don't know how to play it the right way without injuring myself. What are the harp strings made out of? Are they tough? Well, they, these I think are uh, nylon strings, yeah. so it's like a classical guitar. Um, I'm not sure what the, the real fancy legit harps are, and again, those are like tens of thousands of dollars and the way out of my price range. Um, but those work. Those have like um, pedals. Those are the pedal harps. Yeah. And the pedals control, like, you, you could sharpen or flatten whatever key, whatever notes you want using the foot pedals, leaving your hands free to, to pluck away. And those are, ironically, the bigger harps are easier to play than oh, the smaller, wow. cheaper harps. Uh, for some reason, I, I thought, like, the smaller, cheaper harps were a uh, shortcut, but I guess it's the opposite. Yeah, well, yeah, you would think, you would think that, but it's, uh, the, having to, like, manually, like, adjust uh, those levers is such a pain in the ass. Well, at least it saves you a little bit of money. That's true. That's true. A, a, a lot of bit of my, I don't understand how anyone has that much money to buy a harp, a real one. Yeah. If anyone out there would like to give me one, yeah, though, I'll okay. take pictures of your bugs. Yeah. Um, if you have any bugs that need to be photo photographed, which who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> Get up, Brian. No, but uh, okay. So aside from harp playing, um, anyone who has most likely accidentally not saying that you're not booked a lot, but I know that a lot of your shows are like more bar gigs. Like, stumbled in upon your act knows that you're a very interesting uh, act to see. Seeing Brian live do his solo thing is kind of like taking a history class with, like, a really animated teacher. Yeah, a teacher who likes to humiliate and, and shame you. It's, yeah. It's like... <laughs> and the audience is mostly confused. You, he, gives, he prints out these, like, fake quizzes on the presidents. Oh, they're real quizzes. Well, they're real quizzes. 
You have to fill out the quizzes while he plays these instrumental versions of Beach. What is it? You have 26 songs on that album? Uh, that yeah, that that's just a taste. That's of, just of, a taste. Of, hopefully, I'll have the full album. I've been working on the the my my album empty. Are you ready to rock? Is just a song for each president. I've been working on. Are you this. gonna do? Is the ultimate goal every single president? Yeah, yeah. I've been working on this for uh, over ten years oh now. Oh <laughs> It's never gonna be finished. I have a few copies somewhere. Um, you should get Jonathan Davis to like come do vocals on the Trump song. The guy from <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, I didn't realize you were gonna try to do every. How many presidents are there now? Well, for the, here's where it gets tricky. See, there are forty. We're up to forty-five, but you oh, count yeah, Grover right. Cleveland twice, and I count uh, I count William Howard Taft uh, twice too because he, he was a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> so my number, no. So there were only forty-four actual people to become president, but we are we are we are on our forty-fifth president which is a uh, donald trump which yeah. is fun that kind of killed the momentum of my live act for a while after he got elected yeah because i'm sure everybody was just like Boom. on election night um i was at have you ever been to under saint mark's yeah of that, course uh, i was at that open mic and uh they were like we're gonna have a live update uh live election night coverage so we'll, we'll all be there when hillary clinton becomes the first president who's a woman yeah and, and like I'm going on at like 11 or 12 and like right before I go on like I'm, the host Dan Raker he's like I'm just giving you an update that uh, Donald Trump has a a 70 no it was like something like 89% chance of becoming the next president and I have never that was a tough tough crowd yeah, yeah. I won a like I won money that night it was like I bet he does win because nothing in life is good yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh I think we played a similar night, and Joe Crow, who was hosting, you know Joe Crow? Of course. He was hosting, and he and his wife were trying to tell us, like, we've gone through this before with Nixon, it'll be okay, we'll all be okay, and I was like, no, it's the end of the world! The world is ending as we know it. Uh, different. Nixon was different. Nixon was much different. I get insulted when people compare Trump to Nixon. Nixon, <laughs> Nixon's like one of my favorite people to talk about, because Nick, Nixon, well, I, Nixon, from a, just a psychological standpoint, he was, he was just, he was, he, regardless of what you think about his politics, he was a, he was a brilliant, brilliant man, uh, very cunning, uh, just, he just destroyed himself, though, and he, yeah, he's so, he was a little evil, who isn't? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm just so fascinated by, by everything about, him. everything Nixon, I, I love also Richard Nixon. Also his party, like the people he surrounded himself with. Right, right, right. And it is fascinating. Yeah, and, the whole, the, it, and luckily he like taped all of his crimes there's like all that you can hear everything it's really fascinating and just how, how he destroyed himself unnecessarily um, there's a great documentary on YouTube everyone check this out it's uh, it's like a six hour documentary on Watergate but it's it's told from the perspective of the people who like perpetrated the crime so like G. Gordon Liddy and Nixon and uh uh, Ehrlichman, like all all the great John, uh, John Dean, all of them, all all the hits, all the fun Watergate co-conspirators just talking about uh, their role. It was, like what? What would they even call this? It wouldn't be Watergate. It'd be like grabbing by the pussy gator. Oh, I, I don't know. There's so many gates gate. now. Yeah, it'd be too many gates. Too many gates. Oligarch gate. I don't know. Enough with the gates, guys. Stop. So the but the president thing. 
Oh yeah, that. This is another very unnecessary robot tribute uh, that you... I get the feeling that you just really loved presidents as a little boy. Nope. My, my older brother did too and studied him like crazy, knew him by heart, and that's why you do it? No. No! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had no interest in history until like I was 20-something. Um, it all came from, um, I didn't, when I was starting to write songs, I didn't know how to write songs. I still kind of don't. And um, all my songs were like really short. And I was thinking, well, I'd like to make an album. What could I do like to have like a unifying theme of just a bunch of short songs? I'd be like, oh, I could do presidents at the time. They're only like 42. <laughs> no, 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 43. They were only 43 at the time. So that was before. So that was Bush? This W, W. Yeah. So um, when I was in college, so I was like, I can make an album. This will be this will be quick. I'll just make a, a quick album of just 40, 43 different songs about these presidents. And here I am, uh, over ten years later, and it's still, still not working. Done. Right? Just yeah. it. And like I'm like, yeah, this is this really isn't. Uh, this doesn't have a quite uh, Benjamin Harrison vibe. You know, this is more of a Rutherford B. Hayes type song. Oh God, which I don't even know who either of those are. You don't have to. That's the beauty of it. Is that um, how it works? Is um when it comes to how, how good the presidents are there's like a good period of time where we're, we're like flatlined right before the civil war then we have like a huge like beep up for for lincoln and then we flatline again immediately for a few uh presidents right after him and those guys the the, the post civil war presidents the post lincoln ones those are the ones that's the time in america when um presidents were elected mostly um, not not by their accomplishments or if they were qualified, but by how nice their facial hair was. So, oh, Rutherford, beards, right? Yeah. Well, Rutherford B. Hayes has like the biggest beard out of any president, <laughs> and it looks really cool. But goddamn, is he boring? <laughs> and Benjamin Harrison, his nickname was actually uh, the Iceberg, and he was just because he was just such a cold like emotionless person and oh theodore roosevelt actually hated him um so maybe facial hair isn't the best way to vote in your president unfortunately um because what I about think, amount of money they have no I'm just kidding. yeah yeah bring, that's it, it. bring it back up to date so here's a trivia question for all your viewers and listeners at home call in if you have the answer um what's that number 1-800, this isn't real okay i'll give you a prize um who is the last president to have a mustache i'll give you a hint he was also the only president to become a supreme court justice after serving his uh term that's two hands because i'm telling you that he was a one-termer okay i'll give you one more hint and this is going to be a dead giveaway he is the only president to come in third when running for re-election I have no clue, but... Okay, I'll give you another <laughs> it's, it's gonna be like eight hours later, and I'm just gonna be like, uh... He, this, is, this, is, this is a legitimate hint. He's the only president to get stuck in the bathtub. Oh, I wish I knew that. <laughs> is it uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes! No, not a president, <laughs> but she was a Supreme Court justice. Uh, or is, well, maybe was. By the time this goes up this evening, maybe she died. Yeah, um, oh, God. Going <laughs> our luck, that might happen. Um... <laughs> No, it's William Howard Taft. Oh, oh my God, that long ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Taft, no mustache. Wow, we really got over the mustache thing. Those two presidents with the beards must have been really boring then. 
Uh, well, there was more than two. We have, uh, let's see, we have, well, Lincoln started the trend. He was a trendsetter. He was, he was known as a great trendsetter. Yeah. Um, so we had Lincoln, then Johnson was uh, clean shaven. Then we had um, ba, 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 Ulysses S. Grant, who had a nice little, a nice little scrub. And um, Hayes, of course. <laughs> nice. I love how you can just sit on my couch and go through the facial hair of every president in yeah, the yeah, yeah, United yeah. States. But it was contained within this. I guess a short period from um, 1860, uh, 1860 to 1912. That's that's the uh, era of um, facial hair. So was there ever a time where instead of being a librarian, you were like, oh, I'm going to be a history professor, where you just like, oh, nope, fuck no. open mic nights. <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate. <laughs> I hate kids. <laughs> I, I did go to school. I went to library school, which is about as fun as it sounds. I went to library school for um, becoming a school librarian. But uh, I quickly, not quickly, unfortunately, very late, I, I learned that I hate the hours of being a teacher and I hate dealing with the children. Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite things you, you've said online was that uh, you had a customer complain that the man with the long fingernails at the reference desk frightens her children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, yep, yeah, that's Brian. My, my proudest moment. It's a, it's a finger pick, though. <laughs> fingernails have purpose. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't get that, though. <laughs> they just think I'm some sort of weird vampire person. Yeah. Or drug addict. Yeah. I used to get that a lot. Um, but yeah, 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 history. I, I, I could talk about this shit forever. And and once we're done with the presidents, we could talk about the vice presidents. Yeah. Which is even more fun. And who even knows anything about who's the vice president? Who's your favorite vice president? Is uh, it Hannibal Hamlin? I was going to say... Skylar Colfax. Was Ross Perot... No, he was he ran he ran with the Reform Party in 1993. My favorite, pre the dead presidents. <laughs> no, um, now he was never a vice president. Interesting guy. I'm gonna pretend I'm not googling this right now. No. He. Uh, he, he oh, uh, he vice. I like people. Comment. I like Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I like the memes with him. Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone says Joe Biden. Only because he's the only one they could remember. Yeah, usually. pretty much. That's what I was. I my like, face was like. Also, Sarah Palin. Did she win? They didn't win, right? Please no, say they didn't win. They didn't win. No. I like Joe Biden's giant fake teeth. <laughs> he, has, he has giant fake teeth, right? Um, I'm just picturing a guy with oh, his yeah. giant fake teeth. That better be him. Yeah. That's him. He, if he doesn't, then he can sue me. He has giant fake teeth. He's got, he's got grandpa smile. Grandpa smile? Yeah, he's got grandpa smile. Yeah, he does. It's very warm, though. In here, or just Joe Biden? No, Joe... Joe Biden's smile is like face. He's got like a very sweet like uncle face. I don't trust him. Yeah, no. maybe that's the uncle face. I don't trust anyone in politics, really. And you shouldn't. It's a horrible. It's a, there was only only in our entire history of this this fucking country, we've only had one one president who I would consider like a genuinely good human being, and his name was James Garfield, and he was one of the bearded presidents um, between Lincoln and and Taft. Let's give Garfield yeah. a round Garfield, of yeah. What when was Garfield? Uh let me do the math. Eighteen sixty four, five, six, seven, eight, twelve I can't do the math. The late eighteen hundreds. Um he was right before uh Chester A. Arthur. So he was like number twenty. So which is that that's your favorite president? Is no, that... no, he's not. Well, he's <laughs> Well here's well okay, well sidetrack. I, I just need to establish that the better a human being you are, probably like the worse 
president you're going to be because you have to be an evil person to want to a to want to yeah. really want to be president, but b to be like an effective president. You have to have like no moral compass, <laughs> but uh, maybe not no moral compass. There, there's got to be, I guess, some middle ground because. Um, there are certainly some truly horrendous humans. I'm not going to name names. There are truly some horrendous people who have, or who might currently be, <laughs> be president, who um, it's debatable how effective they have or are doing. So, um, but Garfield, I, I digress. Um, Garfield, uh, he was a really good guy. Um, just a decent human being did not want to be president at all which is rare because yeah. this is a job that attracts megalomaniacs and um he was kind of kind of kind of forced into it through some shady political maneuvering and um you know he really he was born into complete abject poverty he like he worked his way through through school. He, he worked his way to become like to get into the highest office there is. He's the bootstraps president. One of those bootstraps guys. That's yeah. right. And horrible childhood. He was an incredibly smart man, uh, destined for great things. So of course, like early on in his term, uh, some crazy lunatic just shot him. Yeah, and I, was, died, I was gonna say and he died what? a long, painful <laughs> death at the hands of his doctors. Probably the most painful uh. and unpleasant death. Uh, a person could ask for. Uh, he lingered for months while his doctors poked at his body with their poop hands, uh, and he got like gangrene and like parts of him were like mushy and turning green, and and he was oozing constantly. And then he died. Uh, so the moral is don't 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 be a president. So okay, if you're a good person. So when you do this live performance where you have you you have you make the crowd interact with you a lot like with these quizzes and everything. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you get a lot of assholes in the crowd. What is like the one standout dick thing an audience member has done? I, I don't mind assholes cuz my my act is it kind of welcomes people to fucking Yeah, some of those questionnaires like you'll you'll post pictures of them online they come out so funny. Yeah, I, just I, someone like what the fuck is this? I want people to I, <laughs> This all stems from clown my my years in clown vomit really shaped um, how I view performing. Yeah. Because we were we we were all about instigation. We were all about instigating the audience. We're all about getting a reaction. It's the it's the people it's not getting a reaction is what I think is the worst you could the worst thing for a performer like me yeah. to experience. Especially with my solo stuff where it's just so much it is half the fun of it is the audience getting involved and yeah. participating. Um, so I if you're an asshole, great. I've had at one of my last shows there was a drunk guy, he was um well, I don't condone this. He was like hitting on the bartenders and being really gross with them. But he was—he just kept shouting random stuff at the stage while I was playing, and that was beautiful. I'm like, great, a heckler, a drunk <laughs> idiot heckler. I yeah. love this. So uh, I don't mind the heckling. I don't mind the the assholes. I just, I just, I just want uh, people to participate. I don't want people. You've never to had say, anyone that like actually scared you. No, 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 not 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 with this stuff yet. And I've never been in a position where I'm like, oh, maybe. Well. I have been in positions where I was like, okay, maybe I've gone too far. Yeah. Because like one of my one of my songs involves dragging a person up on stage and then making them sing about Grover Cleveland. Uh-huh. And um, I've seen that. <laughs> some people uh, are really into it, but most people are like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And um, I had one time where this woman, I, I dragged her on, and she's like, 
Was, oh. like, Please don't make me do this. I'm like, come on! <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and usually I've gotten to the point where I'm good at getting like them to at least try to sing along. Yeah. But she started crying. Oh, just, <laughs> that's awful. Uh, then I just then I just felt like, oh no, I'm being an asshole. Ah, uh, yeah. So I, I th- and I like after the show, I was like apologizing to her, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she she had none of it. She's like, go away. So. Well, um, you usually give away great, like, fun little gifts, though. Did you have anything to give her? Like a Ghost Dad VHS from the <laughs> library? Or... Yeah, funny how we're getting rid of all of our Bill Cosby stuff. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> hey, you gave me that Ghost Dad VHS before the Bill Cosby yeah, outings. Well, that was, um, that was when we were, we, we used to have a lovely VHS collection at the Pilmac Public Library that we, um, oh shit, I just named them. Yeah. <laughs> at the we'll, library we'll that I work at. <laughs> um, but, uh, we, uh, discarded, um, all of it a few years back, which, and I, um, that's where I primarily get, uh, the stuff that I hand out to audience members is from donations that we can't use, which we have tons of those, or from, just books that are discarded that nobody wants anymore. Yeah. And so I'm like, I might as well put these to good use. To find I them. saw one of the YouTube things. You raffled up a prize, and the guy came up to get it, and he was like, I don't want this. And you were like, no, take it, it's yours. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah, like, it's, oh. it's your curse. Yeah. You're stuck with this. That kind of crowd work is so much fun to watch, though. It is so much fun to see you live. Um, what are you working on next? Do you have anything upcoming or... Well, um, before I was sidelined by my um, my hands giving out on me from excessive harp playing, uh, I had a few things um, in the pipe in the pipeline. Is that an expression? Yeah, I think so. in the pipeline. Yeah, I um, <laughs> it's, most it's of, very Luigi of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, most of them were involved my my um, Luigi act where I dress up as Luigi, play the harp, and. Um, do cover songs so I, I had something that I hopefully still want to do involving another singer that I know so I was getting ready for that and, but I, I really just want to finish this I want to finish FDR You're to Rock my, yeah. my album but that's never going to happen but I would like to finish it what I would have, you do just release another album as a two-parter well um, well, once this thing is, is, is done I, I have tons of other songs that aren't president related like I, I love you. Don't touch me. Most more. These are all just songs that are stem from just crippling anxiety and stuff. What are we looking at? Oh my god! Oh my god! My cat just popped out. <laughs> Jeez, that scared me. Uh, <laughs> He's such a muppet. Whoa. Anyway, there was um, like five dogs laying on you and a cat hunting you from above. Yeah, I, I just want to. Um, I've got songs that I'd like to release before I die. I've got artwork I want to make before I die. We've all I'm got I'm not going to kill you after this. No, you, you are. know that. Right? I thought that was the agreement. Before I die. <laughs> like, finally putting me out of my you, misery. You have five minutes. Complete <laughs> your work. Um, I don't know. Do you remember how we met? I remember how we met. Yeah, uh, after an open mic. It was at the Potbelly Sandwich Store we or did whatever. A, yeah, we did an open mic in a chain restaurant in the middle of Manhattan. That was the first New York City open mic I ever did. With Arlie Ch- yeah. Chadwick, who uh, is a puppeteer for Sesame Street. That was a weird hangout that night. Yeah, no, that was cool. That was that was, that was was a lot of fun. Where I'm just at this stupid, yeah. <laughs> stupid uh, Potbelly Sandwich. <laughs> Which is like, how did you find that uh, bad? Uh, no, I, I did. I did when I was on the open mic scene. I would go to openmics.org, I think. Yeah. Oh, and that's where I would find all these horrible open mics that I uh, 
but I... That one was particularly bad, too, and I remember being like, you drove into the city for this, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back to that, I lived in Astoria at that time, so that wasn't oh. too bad. Sean, watch out. That's fine. He can do whatever he wants. I'm, I'm, I, I, I like the smell of whatever's going on. <laughs> um, uh, um, no, yeah, that was funny at that pop belly up mic. Was that was before FBR? Are you ready to rock? Right. I think no. That that. I no, think I, I think you gave me your demo. I just tape. I just started handing that out to people because um, I was. Um, Okay, this is... I, I had just been on... Been, in quotes, been on Conan. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> and and I, I was like, oh, this would be a cool thing to, like, promote and help me with my music. And I was like, oh, I might as well hand out my music. So that's when I started handing out my CDs was like... That was, like, a month after I my Conan thing. Well, what did you do on Conan? I know you're a huge fan of Conan. Oh, absolutely. He, um, if we if we could talk comedy for a bit, because yeah, I, I could talk course. about anything. I, I, if you want, I could talk literally about anything. <laughs> so just ask, and I will. T- I love talking. I, I'm at a job where I sit quietly all yeah. day, so this is like I need to talk. <laughs> um, but growing up, um, I think Conan pretty much watching his show. I'd like stay up late and watch it, or and I'd watch um those early seasons of the simpsons or the 90 the 88 season to 92 season of saturday Night live uh he was head writer right he was he was i'm not sure if he was I'm he talking about simpsons not oh he was never SNL. head writer on the simpsons but he was a writer yeah and um like he was involved in all those shows and he and they were all yeah no, snl yeah 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 he him and uh that's where he met robert smigel and that's where they started conan o'brien late night yeah. that, that all that really did a lot to shape my comedic sensibility then i guess well obviously if you've seen me live andy kaufman yeah um, definitely um, definitely can see some andy kaufman but yeah conan, conan i think he's he's the one of the greatest uh and i still like watch his show from time to time and he does he not so much the interviews i don't care about that shit yeah, but, the he, skits are but so he, good. he does these he does these yeah well the skits used to be amazing um late night with conan o'brien the yeah. stuff they got away with because no one was watching but um <laughs> he just does these like remote pieces where he's just like in public just talking to normal people and saying ridiculous stuff he's just a, he's just such a a great performer and just a, a, such a quick witted funny person i don't anyway long rambling incoherent story uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I submitted a vi- He had, used to have this thing on the show. I'm not sure if he still does, where um, you could be creepy and film yourself correcting something he said wrong, like some sort of fact on his show. Oh, yes, yes. And then he will he will play the clip of you correcting him, and then he will prove you wrong and do some weird uh, comedy bit off of that. So that's uh, that was my uh, my first uh, what TV did you exposure. Prove? It had to well, be a president thing. Of course. Of course, yeah. Was, him and Andy were doing this. Was, was really It was a stupid skit with um, He was. It was like he was taking a fake citizenship test. And uh, the question was um, which president got caught screwing their intern in the White House? And Conan said, all of them except Richard Nixon. Ha ha ha. Play the. Oh, oh. Set. <laughs> I wasn't Ken ready. Lasher. I or wasn't ready. Horn, whatever works. Uh, <laughs> Any Benny Hill theme. Pay <laughs> Now that it's five minutes of two late. <laughs> there we go, timing. <laughs> anyway, funny. So, um, <laughs> I heard this and I'm like, oh, well, I could make it, I could correct him on this because, as we all know, the first president to live in the White House was John Adams. As That's we right. all know. <laughs> John Adams, who 
walked in in uh, and that that crowd response is very much like his live show. It's just everybody like, Silence. what? I want another Bud Light. <laughs> so he moved in on November first. Uh, uh, it was an eighteen hundred. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure the year, but November first, yeah. he became the first um, person to live in the White House. George Washington never set foot in the White House. Ergo, Conan's response that all of the presidents had sex with an intern uh, in, the, in the White House is incorrect, because George never said foot Yeah, there. did they show, like, a video clip of you explaining that? Yeah, yeah, I made sure to get be. I was naked at the time, as uh, I am when I go to bed, and uh, I just filmed uh, from the most unflattering angle I could <laughs> on my, my, my laptop um, camera. And that's how you get on TV. Yeah, you yeah. Film the most unflattering angle possible, and, and that sure, shit will go viral. And I made sure to, be, you know, be creepy and over enunciate everything and just be really weird and yeah i just submitted a two second not two second it was about a 15 second video correcting him and forgot about it and then a few days later i got an email from them saying hey we might put it on the air that's so cool and i said oh, okay just make sure you, you tell me when you do they didn't <laughs> but I, I happened to be watching the show one day and uh, they, they didn't like send you a free t-shirt or anything yeah who needs that yeah, I, I just know. I just wanted to be notified beforehand. Well, I got <laughs> free T-shirts for the Steve Woko show. Oh yeah, and I was just an audience member. No, I get free T-shirts from bands when I do like album art, but I don't know. Oh, that you, bands, that, that you should get paid for anyway. So <laughs> bands unnecessary, uh, unnecessary <laughs> robots. Yeah, I don't make money off of that, <laughs> but I should. But anyway, if, if you have a band out there, yeah, I, I will accept bugs or shirts as payment. Um, I would love to just right here cut in like a fake blue apron like <laughs> and in our household we use food stamps. No. I'll take any. A, a blue apron sponsorship. I don't know. Uh, stamps.com. Stamps.com. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Our podcast is represented by stamps.com. Now enjoy this song about the president. Speaking of, I, I, I saw Mark Marin once in the subway. And uh, this is a great story because it, it has no, it doesn't go anywhere and nothing happens in it. I just, Perfect for a podcast. I saw him and he looked miserable with his girlfriend. Normally I harass celebrities if I see them or at least give them a copy of my CD. But I'm like, eh, maybe not him. Which is a shame because he probably would have listened to it. Anyway. <laughs> I never realize when I'm seeing celebrities, unless it's like a non-celebrity. A non-celebrity celebrity? Yeah, like, I won't recognize, like, like once I went up to, it was Fashion Week, and I asked Misha Barsh- Barton if I could use her lighter. Oh, wow. And my friends were like, you just used my- Misha Barton. And I, was, I had no clue who that was. I was like, who that cokehead the over OC. there? Yeah, I didn't know, though. And it was, like, during that time, too. Oh, wow. There's Misha fever. But then another time, I ran into Corky from Facts of Life. No way. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. The actor with Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, he spoke in my high school once. He, I flipped the fuck out for. I was like, "You're facts." I looked him up on Wikipedia last week. <laughs> yeah, did you? You were like, "I just gotta check I, up on this dude." I'm like, I wonder what Corky's up to. How's he doing? I don't remember. I guess nothing too spectacular. I am so it didn't afraid to Google me. him and like. He's still here. alive. Okay, that's what I was skating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I used to have, I had an autographed picture of him from when I like. Because I used to work for PBS, and I, like, worked with him at one point. Mm-hmm. And I had his autographed photo over my bed. 
That's beautiful. Oh, that so beautiful. There's I, nothing sexier than walking into a girl's room and seeing a picture of Corky from Facts of Life photograph. My her. older sister growing up had a picture of Spuds McKenzie uh, with a Bud Light dog. Remember Spuds I think, McKenzie? Yeah, I think I was on some weird Spuds McKenzie kick one summer. And you were like, you told me that you had a poster in your house. And I was like, what? It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a towel of Spuds McKenzie. Spuds McKenzie, if no one remembers, is... If, if no one is is, is, <laughs> is 100 years old like we are. <laughs> yeah. He is the Budweiser dog. Yeah, yeah. He, but he was super cool and like all these ladies wanted to fuck him. That was yeah, his yeah. <laughs> was like yeah. He, he rode a surfboard and women wanted to fuck him. Yeah, like so bad. <laughs> like human ladies just wanted to fuck the shit out of this dog. Yeah, and that could happen to you if you buy Bud. Budweiser uh, promotes bestiality. Yeah. Which is, that's what I want in a beer. Yeah. Whenever I'm looking through the coolers, I'm like, but which one will get me a eight-titted feline? Remember Red Dog? Their, 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 their mascot was just a, a cool, I, I got another, he was a cool uh, bulldog, and the, the commercial was like, Red Dog, and he'd be like, riding a skateboard. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> a late like, 80s, Red dogs dog. were big. This is, this is actually early 90s. Oh, uh, early 90s, late, what, Spuds McKenzie was like, what? He was 80s, he was, was the 80s. He was late 80s, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm assuming late. I wasn't alive for the earlier 80s, so I, or I was, at least I wasn't, under, I, I, I didn't understand what was going on. I was a dumb baby yeah i'm sorry i just my cat po- popped his head and above you again um yeah so i guess you can where can we find your work where can everybody well let's see um do you, you don't use twitter do you I, I actually i went on twitter for the first time in a year yesterday my god how do people use twitter it like has all these known for, it notifies you for everything for yeah. people people that you don't even know liking stuff. It's like, this, this is too much. I'm too old for this. It is very confusing. Um, I am on... Ah, <laughs> cats. I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm facebook.com slash Nixon lover, I believe. <laughs> or you can just you as, um, Brian with an I, the right way, Bonelli, B-O-N-E-L-L-I. I am also on YouTube, uh, the Brian Bonelli. Just search for that. Uh, ah. You can find all sorts of great videos uh I, bugs making love uh other bands that i film <laughs> yeah it's a very um, fun mix in there there's a it's a very odd <laughs> youtube channel but a lot of it is just um uh, me making my stupid music sometimes i do video game stuff um you can also find me uh, i really like uh instagram um that, that's the one thing i think i enjoy of all these stupid horrible soul-sucking social media thing is yeah. uh instagram i am all the president's man <laughs> instagram um and that's where i post all my pictures and bugs and well lately it's just been old facebook statuses that i take screenshots of uh i wouldn't check me out yeah the, our, <laughs> uh, the drummer of hermit heroes is um petrified of bugs to the point he can't even play like the fallout vr game and he had to unfollow you. He was like, "Oh, I can, all the time people come <laughs> up to me and they're like, I'm, 'I'm so sorry, I just can't follow you.' Yeah, just, I have I've had enough every I day. I think you make them look cute, like for insects. I think so too, especially the jumping spiders are like the the cutest things in the world. I don't understand why people are terrified of them because they because they're, they're spiders like, that jump. 
But uh, <laughs> unlike other spiders, well, hey, they're they're mostly really tiny, except for the really big ones. But um, they, they 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 hunt. They don't make webs, so they they've developed eyes and intelligence and like well, big eyes, good good vision. All spiders have eyes, but they have really good vision. And if you if one sees you, they'll like follow you around. They'll like look at you. They'll tilt their heads. They're like little puppies, that is and they're really they're cute. harmless. And that that's my main thing is to just. Uh, show people that, for the most part, bugs are harmless. Um, fuck those th- um, bed bugs and mosquitoes. Yeah. But just the harmless ones, like uh, spiders. Leave them alone. Also, the German cockroaches are really annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything destructive or that spreads disease, I'm fine with you murdering them. Yeah. That, like, my best... Not my best friend. One of my friends is uh, this guy, John, from the band Bangladeshi. Um, he's, he's a hard-of-hearing um, bass player. So and he's in this duo with this guy who's from Bangladesh, hence the name Bangladeshi. And yeah. um, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, we yeah, we he's yeah. He, we, they came on after your on your YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I filmed them. I I did. Uh, I'm plugging other bands. Yeah, They have a new album. I did uh, some promo stuff for them, and I did stuff for their last album. Follow them. They're great. It's um kind of like math, rock, hard noise whatever yeah. anyway and he's, an, he's an amazing bass player but he's also an exterminator um oh no one of you called him your best friend <laughs> he's not my best friend but he's a friend um, <laughs> he's a friend you idolize he's, 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 he's my best friend who's also uh, uh into bugs yeah. <laughs> he's my best bug friend he's my best bug friend because most of them are not into bugs at all <laughs> um, you're an etymology pal if you will yeah 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 we're we're at a edo buds I guess. <laughs> anyway, follow them. They're a good band. Uh, follow Clown Vomit. They're a good band. Follow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just plugging things. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a whore. Uh, DJ Cummerbund. You could yeah. Find, he's like a legit uh, genius. Oh, his mashups <laughs> are so good. He's the funniest. Uh, when did he get started? When we were still in high school? No, no. He started a few years ago. Um, he was just doing mashups. He, you know, Randy Cohen. Randy Cohen. Randy Cohen was the original drummer from Clown Bob. Well, I'm not talking about him. Randy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he, definitely. He released a rap album in 2000, in like 2000 or so, 1999. And, he, and DJ Cumberbatch. Well, here's here. No, no, no. He released a rap album, Be a Man, and it's it's amazing. It's a, I, I'm not really big into rap, but it is like one of the few rap albums I do own. It, it's a great album. Um, Everything about it's amazing, but uh, DJ Cumberbund, he he discovered he is like the only person on earth who had the acapella tracks from the album. So he started he for a while he was just mixing in just that just random raps from that album with just like the Thomas the Train Engine song and stuff like that. But he really took off. He did um, what's that horrible song? The uh, who's that guy? Bruno Kirby. This is that ice cold Michelle Pfeiffer. That was that Uptown Funk. Oh, he did a version of that, but it was with a Macho Man Sa- Randy Savage's rap song, and that's the first thing that I thought that song was so old. No, well, it's like a few years, three, two or three years ago. But that's how that's how he started. But I digress. He's a genius. Uh, he's a great video editor, great uh, musician, great everything. Just follow him. He's funny, and. Uh, and yeah, yeah, whatever. Who else? Who yeah. else? Who else should we plug? I don't know. I think uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Rutherford B. Hayes, give him a follow. Yeah, yeah. Pound, pound that like button. Uh, yeah, pound it. that like button. Uh, follow him. <laughs> uh, I'm actually on Facebook. 
my friend requested uh, Henry w- Wallace, who, as we know, was FDR's second uh, vice president. Doesn't I have to get me dead? <laughs> uh, I, I followed Henry Wallace and I think William Wheeler, who was... Uh, <coughs> Who was Rutherford B. Hayes's <laughs> It makes president. me really nervous when you wait for me to give these answers, because I'm like, good. I don't know, and I'm trying to Google, but my phone's not fast enough. Uh. I, anyway, I sent them friend requests on Facebook that they never responded to. I'm very upset by that. Yeah. Do the, do the sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, clown vomit almost just started playing on my phone. We, it takes it's me too long to do the reactions. I gotta just get rid of this thing. You're like, do the sad you five need, minutes you later. Let's do a sad one for how long it took me to do a sad one. <laughs> um, and yeah, oh, another fo- follow. <laughs> follow uh, Anthony Ginotti. Uh, he's an health minister. The, he was the principal songwriter from Clown Vomit. It's mostly his baby. Uh, who else? Matt Dallow. Do you know Matt Dallow? Yeah, he's the only theremin player in Brooklyn who actually knows how to play the theremin. <laughs> give, give him a like. I think that's where I got this whole idea that the theremin was the hardest thing to play because I think I've only seen people play the theremin who don't know how to play it. Right. Well, I don't think it's a... I, anyone could train... Well, I'm not sure. About you could train your ears to, to identify what notes you're hitting. Um, I did that. So you could do that. Um, and that, that, that's a big part of it. And the other part is just understanding the intervals that you're making. And there are certain hand uh, shapes that you're I taught. Do, I do feel that, like, now that you explain how the harp works, uh, like the harp and the theremin have similar setups, so it makes sense that you would play. Well, yeah, they're both impractical, and no one wants to hear them. Um, so they're similar. They're both impractical, um, and no one wants to hear them. So yes, they, <laughs> much they, like they, knowing they, every single thing about every single U.S. president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm just a, just filled with such useless knowledge, <laughs> and like my job as a li- I, my job is as a librarian to have to, useless knowledge. Yeah. Well, th- preferably useful. Knowledge, oh, that's true. Because it's just you're just answering questions all day, and like none of this ever comes in handy. Wait, isn't it? <laughs> It's generally useful knowledge for like grade school kids, which is generally useless for real life. Yeah, well, yeah, everything you're taught in school is useless for real life. Yeah, pretty much. That that's our beautiful education system, where you know <laughs> you don't learn how to like balance a checkbook or how to invest money, or but you pay learn taxes. Yeah, but you learn geometry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which is uh, yeah, I've got issues. Whatever. Yeah, I'm having too much fun. I'm just, like, sitting here chilling with you. I guess we're going to close it out. Definitely check out Brian's uh, work. I'm going to probably close with either a clown vomit or one of your presidential songs, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could do do it. Do what you got to do. I will do what I feel sounds best. Okay. <laughs> no, but definitely check out Brian Benelli on YouTube, too. All right, thanks, guys. This has been episode 20. Bye. Yay.